Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Success Story Saturday, November 18th, 2017. Steve Cypress here, another beautiful picture-perfect day in way too sunny Arizona. Uh, rhino of the day today is this uh, rhino wall plaque. There it is, a rhino on a plaque. And then, as you see on the back, has the thing where you, you hang it on the wall. The only thing with this rhino, a couple of things. One is the head does not swivel out from the plaque, and it does not sing any songs. So... From that hint, maybe you uh, have now figured out who is the subject of today's Success Story Saturday. His name is Joe Pelletieri, and he is pretty much completely unknown to everybody. Patrick Keene is here. How are you doing? Uh, however, his invention is extremely well-known as one of the most hilarious, ridiculous, best-selling gag gifts of all time, the Big Mouth Billy Bass. So this was basically a plastic fish uh, that uh, went onto a plaque on the wall and sang a song, and its head swiveled out from the plaque and made that movement. And that movement, by the way, was the key to the success as the story goes. So now I usually bring you a success story of an entrepreneur, but Joe Pelletieri is what I call an intrapreneur. And I don't think I made that up. I don't know if it's an official word, but it's a, a word I'm fond of using. This is what I call somebody who works for a company instead of owning their own business or businesses, and yet uh, has an entrepreneurial nature to their role with the company. So I call it an entrepreneur. You pretty much work as your own boss. Uh, starting up opportunities, always looking to put resources together to create something of more value than just the sum of the resources as they were sitting there. And you put them together to create more value. That's the definition of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who does that within another company, and that's Joe Pelletieri. So uh, as typical of a non-entrepreneur, he went to way too much school and got an MBA, and then went on to work in uh, retail for about 10 years, and then realized that was boring the crap out of him. So he went to work for this little small novelty toy company. And uh, right away when he got there, it showed that he had a great instinct, as the story goes, because he made a little change to one of their products, suggested something, and boom, the thing took off and sold. And if you've ever worked in the novelty gag gift type of thing or even thought about Anytime you've bought one or, or seen them in the store, you know that they have a incredibly low success rate, uh, lower than most entrepreneurial ventures, which already have a low success rate, uh, like whatever, 80% of small businesses fail or all businesses fail in the first year, 50%, 50 in the first year, 80% are gone within five years, that kind of stuff. Well, novelty or gag gifts have an even more extraordinary failure rate. So the fact that he gave some suggestion and the sales took off of this thing, they were like, hey, man, this guy has a great instinct, knows what he's doing. Let's make him VP of product development. So there he went. Now he's in charge of 
his decision, what products they're going to bring from crazy ideas, which must, in a company like that, must roll by the thousands, which ones he's going to pick to actually invest resources into to bring to the market. And his most famous one was the big mouth Billy Bass. And the story goes that his wife, uh, when they were in a bass pro shop, turned to him and said, why don't you put a bass on a plaque and have it sing? Because they did a lot of this uh, something with singing stuff. And uh, he was like, sounds ridiculous, but of course ridiculous is par for the course in the novelty gag gift toy industry. So he went to work on it, and it was boring and not uh, testing well and was going to end up on the scrap heat heap. Um, from what I have discovered through a little research, well, what happened was he came up with the idea that was completely new back in those days. There were none of these moving toys. And he said to the engineers, what if you could make that head swivel? The head of the fish, as we all know now, if you if you know anything about Billy Bass, Big Mouth Billy Bass, the whole the most hilarious thing about it, besides it's a singing dead fish on a plaque on a wall, is that that it actually comes out like looks at you and sings at you as you walk by, like that's just crazy hilarious. And so the engineer said we can do that, and boom, the thing was a huge hit with massive Christmas sales and. There was one hanging up on the wall of the president's office in the White House, and there was one in the Queen of England's castle, and there were millions all over the place. And uh, word is that it sold over $100 million worth of this ridiculous singing fake fish on a plaque. And the thing had a quick rise and then an even quicker fall, and it lasted for about now nine months. Hey, thanks for the like, or maybe that's a like for Big Mouth Billy Bass. Uh, making that quick rise up, and then in that novelty industry, as you might know, quickly disappears forever. So at its height, uh, it was, you know, they couldn't make them fast enough, and so they were being sold on the secondary market for a lot more than you can get them. And then eventually now you can go to a, you know, even within the first year after it was made, you could find them on eBay or in a yard sale or something for like five or ten bucks. So... Uh, and it, I think it sold for about 30 bucks when it was as sold on TV and in the stores. And so, and that, by the way, I skipped a little part there. That was Joe Pelletieri's first job. When he went to that novelty toy company, they hired him to help get their novelty products into retail stores because that was his background, was retail. But he quickly threw his two cents worth in on a product. Turned out to be a good idea. They made a VP of product development and his days of technically just dealing with the retail end of things were gone and he was on to an entrepreneurial type of role um, however within a company so I call that the intrapreneurial role now of course if he had been a pure entrepreneur and came up with that on his own and then put together the team of the engineers and the manufacturers and the shippers and uh, everyone that gets it into stores and, you know, everyone needed to do that whole thing and be the entrepreneur to put that whole enterprise together, then when it did $100 million worth of sales, he would have made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Being an intrapreneur working within a company instead, unfortunately, it's not likely that he makes millions and millions and millions of dollars from any product. So I've had this conversation with friends over the years, one friend uh, famously, at least famously in my life, uh, went from MIT, an the top engineering school in the world, 
to uh, work with 3M, a top engineering company, as a kind of uh, on the inventing team. So he was always bragging about how many patents. Oh, we got another new patent, and our team got another new patent, and we did another thing. And I'm like, he's like, man, you know, we. He did some work. You know, 3M is uh, is famous for. I think the most famous invention is the sticky notes, and he had something to do with. Uh, he was tasked his team with like uh, making the glue uh, more efficient so it could save some money on the glue of the sticky notes. So it could be just as sticky, cost less money, and he was bragging to me when they came up with it, and he won some, you know, he was cited in the company and, and won some award at the company's annual whatever because he saved the money, the company, tens of millions of dollars by coming up with his new formulation of glue. I'm like, and can you imagine tens of And I'm like, and how much of that did you get? He's like, what? Yeah, what? No, he's on a salary. So back then, this is uh, 25 years ago, uh, we were both right out of college when we had this conversation, and he was making like 40 grand, which today would be about 100 grand or something, like maybe 150. Like, that's it. You, did, you saved the company $50 million, you just made your salary. So that's the difference of being an entrepreneur, working within a company, maybe get a little profit sharing. But for the most part, it's the entrepreneurs that make the world turn. We take the risks we get the rewards, or we have the downside. And actually, we have both. If you do it right, you have ups and downs. Um, I don't know anybody that has pure ups, but I know plenty of people have pure downs because you just quit, and you just say, you know, that's enough of the entrepreneurial or owning my own business world, too much risk, not willing to make it through the downside. I don't have the persistence, and I'm just going to go work for somebody else and uh, give up on the chance to get a huge gain. On the other hand, no chance, well, there's more now than ever chance to get a huge loss because, as people are finding out, nobody stays with a company for their whole career anymore. Companies are laying people off and dumping people and cutting out whole departments and rearranging and doing whatever and changing the comp plan and, like, screwing people all over the place. So no more better time than ever than right now. No more better time than right now to be an entrepreneur. Heck, working for anybody else is a tremendous risk. You might as well take the risk and have the chance of the tremendous gain as well. And that's it for Success Story Saturday. Thanks, Patrick, for being here and anybody else that was live and anybody watching on the replay. And I'll be back tomorrow just to check in, as I always do on Sunday Funday. No big thing, but I, I made a vow a little over six months ago. I should count how many episodes we've done now every single day to say hello and do a live video here on Facebook. So I hope you'll join me tomorrow on Sunday Funday, signing off from beautiful sunny Arizona on a beautiful sunny day. This is Steve Cypress on Success Story Saturday. Thanks for being here, and I will catch you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.